BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This episode is brought to you by MasterCard, bridging the wealth gap together with Greenwood. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. Euphoria is one of the most well-known television shows out right now, and I think it's fair to say that most of us are on the edge of our seats impatiently waiting for the arrival of season two, or at least I know I am. And while the world has been long tracking Zendaya since her Disney career, I'm here to tell you about the woman who plays her mother on the HBO series, Mika King. Nika, Nika, thank you for joining us today. This woman is incredible and has been making her rounds in the industry for nearly 20 years and is way past the time that she gets her due. Prior to Euphoria, you've seen her on Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History, Greenleaf, Two Broke Girls, 50 First Dates, and Modern Family. Money Moves, let's welcome the beautiful, amazing, and wildly talented Nika King to the podcast. Hi, Hi. Nika. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm so excited to chat with you today and share your journey with our Money Moves family. Yes, I I have a lot of little nuggets I want to drop. So thank you. Thank you again for having me. Well, welcome. So right now you are on a super popular show and known for your role as Leslie, the mom in Euphoria. But you've been in this industry for way longer than just Euphoria. Can you take us back to how you got your start? Ooh, girl. All the way back. Uh, All the way back. You want to go way, way, way back? Yes. So I came to LA a little under 20 years ago. And um, I was right out of college. 
I went to the University of Florida. I eventually changed my major to theater. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be on Broadway. And so I, I graduated college and I went to New York and I hated it. I absolutely <laughs> hated it. I could not, I could not hang. I did not like the train system. It was too many people, it was overcrowded. So I went back home. I started teaching high school at my old high school, Carroll City uh, in Miami. Wow. And I did that for two years. And then I came to LA. And so when I came to LA, it was more like Florida. You know, the weather was similar. You had the palm trees, you had the beach. And so then I just started hitting the ground, you know, doing uh, uh, sketch comedy, doing stand-up, modeling, braiding hair. Girl, I was doing anything. Everything and everything. Grinding, okay? I yeah. was in total grind mode. So it's just been a journey of like following my dreams, but at the same time kind of fueling my dreams with other jobs. So it, 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 it kept me balanced for the most part. And I mean, Nika, this is why I love to tell these stories and share these stories because the ups and downs, you know, when you look back 20 years later, they're still there and they're really meaningful to share with other people. You know, talk about that two years where you're like, I went back to Miami, I said, forget New York, I'm not acting. What was it and what was the moment that you decided, okay, two years are down the drain, I'm going to LA and I'm gonna pursue those dreams? Well, the first year I had to get a job, mm -hmm. okay? I had loans, my mom was like, what are you doing? I told you not to major in theater, but you did it anyway, so you need to find a job. Yep. So thank, thank God my, my high school remembered me, I played sports, I was the president of the class. So I was always, you know, um, doing my thing at a very early age. Right. So went, went, got a job, started teaching drama and dance. Oh, and that's then good. I actually quit. I quit my first year because I'm like, one year is enough and then I'll go to LA. Well, then 9-11 happened. And oh, then I was wow. like, okay. And you know, the world was just like yes. on pause. And I said, okay, I'll wait another year. So that's how I ended staying, you know, I ended up staying two years in Miami before coming to LA. But during those two years, you know, I became more focused on what it is that I really wanted. Mm -hmm. And I did everything I could in Miami. I actually booked my first pilot in Miami called Miss Miami. Oh. And funny story, because it was supposed to be an extra role. I was <laughs> supposed to just walk by, right? And have a little line. It was supposed to be like one little line. And then the director loved me and he made me the secretary <gasps> of the chief of police. Come on, um, come up. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I saw that paycheck. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely moving to LA. Wow. Like, this ain't no extra money. This is this is good money. So Okay, I want to stop you right there. Do you remember how much that first paycheck was that made you like open your eyes wide? I think it was like three thousand dollars. Yeah, was, for the secretary role? For for a day player. Yeah. Cause you know, it was one of those things where I wasn't a part of the union. Yep. You know, I was SAG eligible. I didn't really, really know how much an actor made because I wasn't working as an actor. I was working as a teacher. I know as a teacher, I wasn't getting paid no $3,000 $3, a day. <laughs> exactly. I think as a teacher, I was making like under $30,000 a year. Of course. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then I was coaching basketball. So that kind of gave me uh, a An extra 500 Girl, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a lot, girl. It was not a lot. <laughs> Okay, so now fast forward, you use that two years to really, and this is what I, I love about this, to really understand who you were, what you wanted, and then you hit the road to go to LA. 
Yes, I was. I, I got my car shipped. I didn't know anyone. Um, I knew one guy that I met at the ABFF, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm out in LA. I'm doing my thing. Like, come out here. You need to come." Girl, he picked me up from the airport in a hoopty, in a red hoop. I, I, I don't know what, that car was making so much noise on the freeway. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, okay, stay focused. You're in LA. You're in, your car is going to be here in two weeks. You're in LA. Just, just stay, just stay focused. But yeah, it was, woo, girl, I got stories for days. <laughs> I love it. So prior to landing this role as Leslie, most of your work has been in comedy. Um, talk a little bit about your journey through comedy, especially as a black woman, um, on your own in LA. You are pretty funny though. So I can see how this is a natural talent for you. Thank you. Yeah. I've always been a class clown, always been the person who's, you know, coming to school, uh, doing the whole act, Bernie Max act from Dev Comedy Jam, doing all the characters from In Living Color. Like that's just been like my whole life, just always entertaining, making people laugh. And then when I came to LA, I, I um, enrolled at Groundlings Improv School because mm -hmm. I, wanted, I wanted to be on In Living Color. That was my dream to like be on a sketch show. Like that yeah. was like, I'm gonna be on a sketch show, I'm gonna be on a sketch show. So I was doing that, I was doing stand up. And then I started um, performing with an all black female sketch group in LA called Elite Delta Force Three. Mm. So it was like it was like six or seven of us doing it, you know, doing the characters, going around the city, performing throughout the city, really just honing our craft. And then I kind of stopped that and started doing stand up more seriously. And then because stand up gave me my voice, right. you know, it made me feel empowered. I didn't need anyone else. I didn't need music. I just needed, I needed some jokes and I needed to be funny, you know? And after time, it just, it just became like my, my saving grace because oh. it, it made me feel like, okay, yes, I'm in an industry where, you know, you're waiting for people to choose you, but here it is. I have a talent that I can do on my own without, you know, without having someone validate me. Yeah, that's an interesting trajectory. It makes me like, I'm already proud for you because, you know, hearing you say like, hey, stand up, you have to have your own voice. You're not mm -hmm. telling someone else's jokes. You're not playing a role. You're not, you know, on a sketch. It's your own voice. What was it like, you know, starting to really write those jokes, perform them and realize that people wanted to hear what you had to say? Well, it, it was tough in the beginning because people didn't think I was a stand-up comedian. I didn't fit in the box, right? I didn't fit in the box. You don't look like a stand-up yeah. comedian. Now we have stand-up comedians like Tiffany Haddish and, you know, like breaking out of that box where you can be pretty as well as be funny. Ugh. So, but in the beginning, no, it, it was a lot of like, oh, you funny? Make me laugh. You know, oh. so then I would have to do something self-deprecating oh. or... You yeah. know, but now my voice is more solid where I'm like, this is who I am. Get into it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like appease my audience. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to tell my stories. I'm going to talk about my family, being single, working on a show, being in Hollywood, whatever comes to mind. And, and people, people appreciate it when you're being yourself. I love that. Yeah. I think the funniest comedians, you know, certainly are authentic and they're telling stories that, you know, are grounded in the truth. <laughs> And, and that's because now it's girl, it's a whole, it's a whole new world, it's you know, like world. people want to know the truth. People want to feel like you're being honest with yourself. You're being honest with them. And at the same time, make them laugh because 
I always felt like doing stand up was my calling mm -hmm. because it was really healing people by making them because I've seen people respond to a joke or respond to me being silly. It does lift your mood. I mean, oh, it does. Laughter is the best medicine, like hands down. Without a doubt. Absolutely. All right, so let's fast forward to Leslie. Um, the role of Leslie Bennett is definitely a heavy one. What was it about that role and Leslie's story that drew you into taking on this, like certainly very dramatic role? Well, I was definitely appreciative of just the opportunity to do drama because mm -hmm. I do have a theater degree. And even, even though I love comedy, I also want to do drama. Mm -hmm. So when I got the role, I'm like, yo, like, this is it. You know, this is my opportunity to show Hollywood that I can, you know, break out of the box and I can, you know, do, uh, do really good work. And so I just got Leslie and, you know, growing up for me, growing up, you know, in the inner city, having my parents be on drugs, my uncles mm -hmm. be on drugs, like air, air, everybody, girl, everybody mm -hmm. hooked on something. So it was a reversal, right? Because my daughter in the show, Rue, right. she's on drugs, but I was able to empathize because I was also in a situation where as a kid, you just feel helpless, right? You feel alone, you feel scared, you, you really don't know what's going to happen day to day. Yeah. And so I was able to kind of use that as my internal work mm -hmm. and, and project that in a way where, you know, someone who sees the parent of an addict can can totally feel what what yeah. Leslie going through. Yeah. And for those of us who have watched the show, we really feel that coming through the screen. It's 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 a beautiful performance. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So let's um, talk a little bit about sort of the business side of acting, you know, and comedy. Um, can you share with us, you know, some of the more integral steps that you've taken to help grow your career? Of course. So, you know, as an actor, um, <clears throat> you know, you, you spend a lot of time kind of struggling unless you have, uh, you know, someone in the business who gonna hook you up. You have a, 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 a uncle who's a big time producer right. or, you know, nepotism. Yeah. I, did, I didn't Silver know spoons, anybody. all that exactly, stuff. Exactly, girl. I don't know nobody named uh, Spielberg. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I know Steven, that's it, but not for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you spend a lot of time kind of like, um, you know, like trying to make things work, keeping mm -hmm. your finances together. And then eventually you, you kind of have like, you have some wins, right? You, you're recurring, you're, you're guest starring, you're doing things, people are knowing your name, people are becoming familiar with your talent. And then you, you have to really step into, I am a business, mm -hmm. right? Like I am my business. So then you have to look at yourself like a company. Right. So for a long time, I always wanted to be incorporated, but I didn't really, I wasn't really making the money to mm -hmm. really be incorporated. I wasn't on a show as a series regular. Now with Euphoria, I am a series regular. So that means I'm on contract. Mm. Yes, girl. And so now I That's was able to do good. all things. Exactly. Girl, it feels good, girl. It feels good. <laughs> So I was able to kind of do the things that I've always wanted to do when I wrote down my plan of action yeah. 10 years ago, you know? So I think the biggest um, part about being a performer is making sure that you take care of the legal side of right. things. Show business, 
right? Yep. If you don't have the business part, you're just literally spinning your wheels. And I mean, you even said like my plan of action that you crafted years ago. You know, I think a lot of people think people in the entertainment industry or comedy, they're just happy go lucky. And you're like, I just walked on set. I rolled out of bed and I got, but like, it's planning. It's a business. You are your own business. Yeah. And you have to write the vision and make it plain. Like I used to have binders of where I was submitting myself to castings and I would write down what I wore that day, how my makeup was, how my hair was. So if I got a call back, I knew to have the same look. Wow. I was, I was very organized in that way, you know, because I wanted to, I wanted to take my, I, I was taking my career seriously and I wanted people to take me seriously. So I wanted to show up yes. and, and show up in a way where I knew like I did my absolute best. And if I don't get the, if I don't get the gig, that's okay. Because I came, I came to win and, and that's enough. Wow. I hope you money movers are picking up what she's laying down because these are nuggets and jewels, like binders filled with information, you know, clocking her makeup, this, like, this is serious business. Yes, it is, girl. That is, I love it. I love it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. There's plenty to celebrate in March and 
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. All right. So aside from just your acting career, you've got quite a few other ventures going for you. One of them is Jelly Life. Um, and that is really trying to make a difference in the entertainment field. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay, so Jelly Life is actually my baby. Uh, is a tech startup that come on, I tech founder came up with. And I know, I know, like I look up to you, girl. I don't sent you a couple LinkedIn messages, like, girl, what you doing? Stop. <laughs> We're but, connected now. We're connected. Yes, girl. I, listen, it's, it's it's all divine. I nothing it is coincidental at all. So um, during the pandemic, of course, you know production shut down. Mm -hmm. we, we were like, didn't know what was going to happen. And so I said, I really started thinking about just my purpose, you know, like, okay, yeah, I'm an actress. I'm going to show that's wonderful and amazing. Like, but what more mm -hmm. can I use my platform for? So I started thinking about the stories that I have and the stories I like to watch and the stories that are missing from a lot of these networks and streaming services that involve black and brown people. Yes. So why not create a company where people who want to be in the business in front of and behind the camera can come to almost like an online community, yep. get the support they need and also tap in with um, other industry leaders. And so Jelly came, I mean, yeah. it, it came to me. Yes, girl, it came to me and it, Jelly is actually a West African term that means storyteller. Oh. So it was like, okay, okay. Cause it's like, it's like peanut butter and jelly. And then it's like, you know, shake your jelly. But then it's like storytelling. Like, right, exactly. Oh, I so love this. It just, it just made me feel more empowered you know, I, I I was actually using, you know, my gifts and my talents to actually help other people. And so, yeah, that's how Jelly came to be. So it's a platform where all these folks in the entertainment industry, is it specifically for black and brown people or just across the board? Black and brown people, marginalized communities, underserved communities. Yes. And it's a double-sided market, yep. right? So you have the online community, and then you have the business resource hub. So, and right now, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know a lot about tech. I'm learning, which anything for me that is new, it's always, it's like, I, I want to eat it up. I want to absorb yes. as much as I can. So every day I'm always kind of tapping in and seeing what's going on in the world and, and black women like yourself doing their thing in this industry. And I, I just love to see it. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm hopeful. I'm so excited for you. And what I love about this, and this is why I think, you know, you you are picking something that you're super passionate about. And like, this is your superpower. You've been in this entertainment field for 20 years and you know what's broken and you're creating a resource and a platform to fix it. Because the more and more I understand this field, it's so broken. It's disjointed in terms of how people connect, they get hired, they get jobs, and they can even tell their stories. So being able to fix that solves like a huge problem. And also the generation behind us, yeah. right? You know, letting letting kids know, like you don't only have to be an actor, writer, director. You can be yes. a storyboard artist. Yes. You can be a visual effects artist. You can be an editor. It's so many professions that are available to you, but you don't know that because yeah. you're not tapped in. Yeah. So we want to create those mentorship, you know, um, pods where people are connecting with 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 the younger generation, so they know, like, 
this is also available to you. And I've had so many of these conversations, you know, working on just different shows where we look around and we're like, why are there no black people on the set? And I think a lot of it comes from, you know, I spoke, we've spoken about this before on the show, like our parents went and they got jobs and they wanted us to, you know, either go into professional um, occupations and work that job for the rest of their lives. They weren't saying, hey, listen, there's a lot of money in, you know, working behind a camera, running the graphics, the design, the this, they, we just weren't exposed to it in the way others might have been. And so being able to like disseminate this and provide opportunities, like this is how we sort of take over the world. Be afraid, y'all. Yeah, Be afraid. It's also take on the world for yeah. sure, and also just let people know that, like, you know, the, the color of someone's skin should not be a hindrance from them achieving their goals Amen. and their men. Like, you know, of course, I live in a utopia, you know, mindset. But I, I'm like, you know, I would love to just be on set and see all kinds of people. Yes. Not have to say, ain't no black people on this set, <laughs> you right. know. So that's that's what Jelly is about. Well, it, I'm it, with it, you on your utopia because I feel like we'll get there and it's yeah. platforms like this, conversations like this, you know, the past couple years we've had um, that are just helping us to move the needle slowly but surely. We'll get there. Time. The time is now. Yes. So Nika, you wear many hats and you recently also launched your own nonprofit. Can you tell us a bit about that too? Of course, Tanya. This is um, this is an honor to my mom, who is a three-time cancer survivor. Oh. Uh, you know, I just spent the last month at home with her. You know, making her vegan meals, making her fresh juices, and I just was like, you know, when you when you're dealing with a family member who yes. has can't, you know, it's it's so palpable, and you're like, you know, you, you don't want to have those thoughts, and you're like, and I say, you know what? I'm going to do something to honor my mom while mm -hmm. she's still here, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I created Rose of Sharon Community Land Trust. And my main focus for this is just to create a black utopia for black people and brown people. It's, I'm, I'm black and brown, girl. I'm, I'm pretty, yes. that's my lane right there. That's yeah. my lane to make sure our people are taken care of, you know, and a lot of, a lot of communities around the world are going through food insecurities, um, the unhoused um, is a huge population here in Los so Angeles, mm -hmm. and we just want we just want people to feel like, you know, their mental health and their housing and their food it's it's not a luxury. It's not. It's a basic it's a human right. right. It's a human right. So you know, with the nonprofit, it's just another one of my streams of income yep. that, once again, my plan of action. Five years ago, when I when I was in sitting in church, and my pastor was like, "Y'all need eight streams of income." And I'm that's like, right. Eight. He was right, though. This is what we're talking about. It's multiple streams of income so that you can make true money moves. Yes, and I and, and it's a she, oh. and she was and she had just left um, South Africa where she was sitting with some dignitaries and women, black powerful women, and they were like, "Girl." Where are your, no, no, they talk like this. They said, girl, where are your eight streams of income? Where are they? It's like eh? eight. If you do not have one, you need two, three, four, eight. <laughs> three, four, you need eight. 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 So I said, okay, well, let me act in. Okay, this. I said, oh, I got to catch up. I, 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 <laughs> I started counting. And so in my mind now, as like you said, everything I do is fueled by my passion yeah. for people, my, my passion for just, the world really to see 
everyone in their own you know humanness yes and, and where 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 color is not a thing and and of course we we know it is what it is but let's let's start somewhere yes nika i love what you're doing not just for your family but your community around you Oh my gosh, Nika, you are so impressive. You know, not only are you a critically acclaimed actress, you're super funny, um, and you have all these other outside business ventures that are continuing to provide for yourself and your family. Um, what else do you have coming up if your plate is not already full enough as we see? Girl, it's very full, but I think there's room for one more thing. And I'm gearing up for a stand-up tour, stand-up comedy Ooh. tour. Yes, we, you know, think the world is opening up now. It sure is. So it's the roaring twenties, girl. So I'm ready to get on the road. I'm ready to start going to different cities throughout the country and and just get get people laughing. Yes, people, we need a like, good laugh. Oh, girl, yes, because I know I love stand up. Like I, I do stand up, but I absolutely love watching stand up as Me well. Too. And it's nothing like that one on one interaction, you know. So hopefully. By the end of the summer, we're on tour, and the, the goal is an all-female tour. Oh, so that'll be great. That'll be great. And you know what? There's Here's the thing. I feel like stand-up and comedy got a lot of us through the pandemic. We're at home in our houses, and we're kind of watching and laughing by ourselves. I laugh out loud by myself a lot. But there's nothing like a collective belly laugh when you're surrounded by tons of people in a comedy um, in a comedy club. Like that feels good. I miss that. It feels good, and also you never know what's gonna happen. It's yeah. like live theater, you know. So you any anything could could prompt a, a ad lib or a joke that maybe because I I like doing stuff off the cuff. Yeah. You know, I have my set, but I also leave room to. I don't, I don't, you know, Jones on the, the audience, but we, we'll have a little give and take. <laughs> I will not sit in the front like, row is what you're saying. Like, you sat in the front row, girl. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I might mess with you. I'd be like, oh, so you think you Tyra Banks, huh? Oh, so you, oh, you came here. Oh, you, you America's Next Top Model. You cute though, you cute. I have thin skin. I might cry. <laughs> don't cry. Don't cry. I might cry. No, I'm just kidding. I well, maybe that. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. Depends. Okay. Okay. One last question for you. You know, people look up to you. They look up to your career trajectory and now all these businesses. What's the best advice you've received um, that you think has, you know, allowed you to get to this point of success? The best advice I've received was actually from Andre 3000. Oh, yes. Eons ago, mm -hmm. I was doing a music video here in LA and we had a lot of downtime. And anytime I meet a celebrity, I like to ask, you know, what, what, what's some advice you can give me? He said, you know what? My advice is always be yourself. Cause that way you never have to worry about not being yourself. You always know you're consistently showing up as your authentic self. If you pretend to be somebody else, you you gotta always do that. You gotta exhausting, of course. Well, I forgot. Do I have to do that? He said, "Just be you. Just be yourself." I said, "Thank you." I Thank love you. that. Appreciate you, Nika. I and think I that's always great advice. That. And I always remember that. And and sometimes you know we 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 get into you know phases where we we create different uh, personalities or mm -hmm. characters because we're we're not we're not comfortable and we're not rooted in who we are. But mm -hmm. as time and experiences go on, 
it's an opportunity for you to be more and more of yourself. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I and I and I noticed that like being in LA, I love it and you have so many different characters here, but ultimately it's taught me to just be leave yourself. the characters for the TV. Yeah. Just be yourself. Okay, so Nika, now that I feel like we've had this like in-depth girlfriends chat, can you spill the tea on some behind the scenes entertainment um, stories that you might want to share with us? Ooh, what do I want to share that's not going to get me in trouble? Uh, you know, perhaps one that has a life lesson in it. A life, a life lesson, yes. So I remember um, I was at this comedy club, right? And my homeboy, he's a big time producer on a show. So I walked up to him. I'm like, yo, like, you think you can hook me up with a writing gig on the show? He was like, well, you know, that's at least worth a blow job. I said, I couldn't believe it. That was my face. I'm like, wait, you just said Straight that. Straight up said that? In the Me Too movement. Can you believe that? I was like, what? Who do you think I am, right? And he was like, nah, sis, I'm kidding. And then I was like, uh, so now I'm writing on Blackish. Uh, so, you know, things are going good. You know, <laughs> jokes. Jokes, jokes, jokes. No, just know you go, it's Hollywood. It, it, it may, it may, it may come off as, you know, people trying to live their life right, but you still got somebody trifling. You're going to always have somebody. Somebody gonna always be a producer. Always gonna be a producer trying to get in your pants. The casting couch is real, really? okay? Yes, it's real. Man, I was about to end with, oh my God, Nika, I needed that laugh, girl. That was really funny. But the punchline is the casting couch is real. <laughs> the casting couch is very real. Stay off them couches, y'all. Stay off them couches. Sheesh, sheesh. Oh my gosh. Well, Nika, it was such a pleasure. Thank you for showing up in your authentic self. We receive it. We love it. We've learned so much and your journey is so incredible and inspiring to so many. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Tanya. Okay, Money Movers, thank you for joining in for another episode of the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. Make sure you tune in to our next episode as we continue to find all the ways we can make our money move. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio discover more shows and movies for free ready to celebrate International Women's Day 
M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of Peanut Butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway.